welcome back. Uh, this is the Make Happiness Podcast. I know it's been like 36 years since I've put out a new episode, but you know, things happen and I just haven't been as active as I should be, but oh well. I'm, uh, I'm super excited today. I'm talking with Leah. This is our first uh, like Skype podcast, so it's kind of different. Bear with me if it sounds a little bit off or if something isn't right, but... Yeah. So, uh, Eli, if you want to, in- or Leah, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, kind of talk about who you are and w- what you're doing with your life currently. Yeah. Awesome. Well, my name's Leah. Um, I actually, I just moved out to Seattle in January from Minnesota, and I did that to open up more opportunities and just kind of get out of my comfort zone, try something new. Um <clears throat> I currently am going to school. I also have a whole bunch of jobs that keep me super busy as well as starting my own business and kind of trying to find balance between all of that. Um, so for my business, I right now it's just a blog and I'm sharing plant-based recipes, um, just kind of sharing my experience uh, and eventually I want to do coaching I'm not really sure exactly where, what kind of coaching, but I know it would be to do with mindset and yeah, pretty much mindset habits. What did, uh, what was kind of the spark? Why did you want to start your own blog with uh, nutrition and kind of different recipes of like, you know, I've seen on your stories, you have a bunch of really good uh, random like uh, foods that you make. And yeah, I know there's a, I forgot the type of water, but there's a water that you like use that's really good for you. Yeah, yeah. So I, it started when I was just sick of feeling gross, pretty much. I, it was like, I think New Year's or no, Christmas Eve. And like all my family was over. My mom had just made this like awesome dinner and I like couldn't eat it. I actually ended up getting sick. Like it was throwing up while everyone's like eating this awesome meal. And I was just like, this is, this sucks. Like, I don't want to feel like this. And it was just from eating like so much throughout the past few days with family there and like all the different holiday foods, I guess, you know, just snacking all day. And then I was just like, all right, like I need to change something. So I started just doing a whole bunch of research on different diets and lifestyles. Um, I read this book called The 12 Secrets to People That Never Get Sick, which was really interesting to like just see different ways people were staying healthy and like different things people did. Yeah. So that really kind of got me into it. Um, and I started with diet and exercise. Um, and I realized that I didn't want just a diet like this was going to be a lifestyle change long term not just like to lose weight quick or like anything like that I just wanted to feel better on a daily basis oh sure so yeah I was pretty much just starting there and then within a few months I already was seeing results and I was like this is it like (laughs) people need to know about this (laughs) that's awesome how drastic was the uh, diet change I mean you talk about sort of wanting to feel better, what what sort of changes did you make more specifically? Um, so it started like the first month. I knew that this was going to have to be a slow change. I knew if I was like, okay, I'm going vegan tomorrow and like 
changing everything so drastically, it wasn't going to stick. So I knew that like I really needed to do it slower. Um, so I just paid attention after I would eat anything like I ate normal with what I was doing still um, and realized that certain things were giving me a stomach ache while <laughs> other things are making me feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much completely took out beef and dairy. Well, I don't drink dairy milk. I still have like cheese and that stuff, just not as much. Um, and then I just increased the amount of uh, whole plant-based foods. So fruits and vegetables, just finding more ways to incorporate those things, um, trying different meals, switching it up instead of white rice, like using quinoa or adding like garbanzo beans, just like little things to add into your diet to make the changes. Yeah. Uh, so how long have you been doing this? Like has it, you, you know, you made that shift in your lifestyle as far as the foods? Yeah. Um, it was about, I think like a year and a half ago, almost okay. two years now. Yeah. That's crazy. Was it pretty easy to switch over or was it hard to kind of, were you like, you know, having meats here and there or like how easy was it for you to make that change? Definitely. At first I, so at first I took out pork, um, turkey, chicken and beef and I just was eating like seafood pretty much and then trying to get the rest of my nutrients from plant-based foods and that just wasn't realistic with how much I was working and school and stuff. It, that was really hard. So, and being that I was living on a budget with my boyfriend and he wasn't necessarily doing the same thing. Right. So that made it also more challenging. So I eventually added in like chicken and that's pretty much it. Like he'll have, he'll want to have like sausage and pasta or something every now and then. And like, that's fine. Like we add it in. I normally just will have like one bite or just don't even eat any of it and just mm-hmm. have the sauce. Like I'm not super picky about it. Um, what so have you uh, easier? What have you noticed in like the, I guess after doing this for over a year, you know, have you seen like your energy levels and kind of like a shift and feeling a lot better? Or like, or do you still feel bloated sometimes or are you still, you know, getting those emotions? Yeah, um, not really. It it was a big, it like made such an impact that I was, and that's why I was like, this is like amazing. <laughs> um, within the first few months, my digestion got better. I pretty much got rid of my cystic acne. Um, I had these super painful warts on the bottom of my feet, and I had been doing treatments for them at the dermatologist for like six months and nothing was really working. They're super painful shots. (laughs) Um, And just a few months changing my diet and I started also working out consistently. Um, I think my immunity system just like got a huge boost and I got rid of those. Um, I had more energy, like sleeping was better. My uh, mood and like mental state got better. It like really made a huge impact. That's awesome. So that was kind of like the start of uh, your whole, what you've been doing recently. You've just been on this track. I know uh, you talk a lot about or the law of attraction and visual visualization and that kind of thing. I'm curious how you got uh, introduced to those uh, different concepts. Yeah. So when I was listening to the first podcast this morning, I was like, oh, that's kind of funny because the law of attraction is also what really inspired me to like first start looking at like positivity, I guess. And 
creating your dream life pretty much like having control of your life to create what you want um and so it was the law of attraction in i think it was either 11th or 12th grade miss erdman uh played the secret the video <laughs> in class and i was like oh my gosh this is it like <laughs> how am i how am i just finding out about this um because i always my whole life i've always kind of like already knew that and already felt that but didn't realize it was like a thing <laughs> right um so yeah that i i don't know it kind of it was a really slow start in incorporating the law of attraction into my life um i would do vision boards and stuff like that and you know i would try to like kind of embody how i think i would feel once i had all those things um and just kind of always having it there, always thinking about it, reminding me like of where I'm going and what I want to do. Right. Um, so it was really slow at the beginning, but then I got more into it. And now I do more like meditations and a lot of journaling, a lot of scripting. Um, and stuff. What was the, what was the hardest part going through that? Like getting started, you know, was it, you weren't seeing the results or you weren't uh, as focused on it or you didn't really believe in it? Like, or, you know, were you not seeing what you wanted to happen and then you just kind of gave up? Um, it wasn't so much of that. It's just, I don't think I was too much in a place of like, I didn't like where I was. Oh. And also I kind of felt like where I was is where I was supposed to be at the moment. And I just kind of had to deal with that. Like, definitely in college, I kind of felt like, well, like, this is just what I have to do. And um, then I kind of, a switch happened when I just was not happy anymore. And I was like, this isn't actually what I want. Um, and then, yeah, making that switch, I guess, is really where it started. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about kind of what you're doing more recently. So you just started out with the uh, that blog about, you know, you have stuff posting and you talked about how you want to do some sort of coaching. Uh, what made you want to kind of pursue that and why, like, where do you see yourself going with that? Yeah, um, so I when I took a year off of school, I was really determined to, like, figure out what I wanted to do. And um, I started watching a few different YouTubers and just like doing a lot of like blog reading online um, of different people that were coaches and were helping people um, improve their own lives with their own experience and being able to translate that into helping other people. And I've always been in the care profession, whether it was childcare or senior care, like it was always helping someone else. Some way. Yeah. So then I was like, yeah, I don't. I did. I was a CNA for a while and was, got to really see what the medical field was like. And I was like, yeah, this isn't it. Like, nursing school is not going to be it for me. <laughs> and yeah. um, I just really wanted to focus more on like preventative medicine and lifestyle changes. So that's really what uh, brought me to coaching. And eventually, I've thought about doing like health and wellness coaching. I, did a personal training certification course and just realized that as much as those are really important things, there's mindset and other things are also very important. And it's really the whole picture um, coming together that's going to make the change that lasts. 
Yeah, you can't just make one small change. You have to have, you know, like six different things all aligned to actually have the long-term results you want. Uh, I wanted to ask, what's kind of your, what are your different methods or practices that you do on a daily basis to kind of keep yourself in, you know, a good mood and have that high energy level and, you know, have a good day? Um, I journal a lot. (laughs) Um, And... So yeah, I journal in the morning, I write out what my day is going to look like, what I want to get done that day, and then um, I probably should do it more, but I used to do it a lot more, is writing out affirmations, um, not only with what about what I already have, but writing as if um, I have what I want. Right. Um, and that has, I think, made a huge impact because then you get yourself out of the mindset of where you are and that's the important part for growth is to really to make the change in your head yeah so is a lot of that self-reflection journaling at all or is that is that a part of it um i don't do as much self-reflection journaling um as other people Mm -hmm. i yeah a lot of it is just more affirmations and writing about my dream life and looking forward to help people yeah okay do you do you notice ever like when you're i guess for me when i have i do the same not in the i don't like do those affirmation journals i I just do them kind of mentally i should probably write them down but um whenever i'm like struggling to get through like a really hard situation it's it's weird because it's always a battle you know you have you remind yourself of all the good things and then it works for like five, 10 minutes. And then, you know, an hour later you feel back in that same low energy level. Is there anything that you do to keep yourself from going back, you know, down throughout the day, like to constantly remind yourself, because I know that can be kind of hard sometimes for me. It's like, you can't just do it one time. You got to do it like a hundred times. Right. Definitely. Yeah. It's a consistent practice. Um, and I think, being conscious of it and mindful of it is really important because then you're able to take the steps to change it. So I guess a few things I do are just like moving your body, getting active, um, even just like going outside sometimes can make the shift or being grateful of things, remembering what you're grateful for. That always helps for me. Um, And yeah i of yeah that and filling your world with positive things so like podcasts or like music or something that just can change your mood right uh i wanted to ask too with all the stuff you got going on with school and you know multiple jobs and uh like all this things you're trying to juggle how do you have you found uh with like being mindful and time management how do you think those kind of go hand in hand with like staying organized and you know that kind of thing they definitely go hand in hand um, because I think, well, a lot of us grow up just kind of on autopilot doing what we think we're supposed to do, doing what we've grown up doing, whether that's like watching TV after you get home and just like chilling on the couch all night or yeah. um, I don't know, whatever. So just being mindful of that, you got to make the change in your time management um, to do what you need to do and do what you want to do and definitely yeah with juggling everything I've had to buckle down and be like nope I can't be on my phone right now no I can't watch Netflix right now like I need to yeah. focus 
this because I have goals and I have things I want to do. And like this action of me sitting here not doing anything is not getting me there. Do you uh, do you ever find yourself? I've I've noticed this with uh, my own life in the more recent like past couple months where you're, you know you you're doing so many things. It's like one thing is gonna take the cost because you're putting so much energy into other things. You know, kind of like the opportunity cost where you're gonna put more into one thing and then the other thing is gonna lose value and you're not gonna pursue it as much. Does that happen to you ever? One hundred percent. It's happening right now. I just started a wellness group of my own I'm working on and another group I just became part of called the breakaway movement and we have a thing called a 61 day sprint which is taking a lot of energy and a lot of dedication to do all these things that are supposed to help me manifest and push me even harder and School is definitely taking a hit, and I haven't been, you know, spending as much time as I should on it. Right. Um, and actually, this past week, I have been contemplating taking another break from school, if not totally just stopping. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's a constant struggle. <laughs> so what do, you, what do you feel like you're learning from school as opposed to these these other groups, this outside sort of learning that you're doing, do you, I mean, like what Ian was saying, opportunity cost, you feel like maybe one thing's better than another. How do you sort of make that decision as far as what's better? Um, uh, I don't know that it's really a conscious decision. It's kind of whatever is calling me, whatever is I have the most passion behind. So in school, I'm going to school for health and wellness management. Mm -hmm. which the focus is really for somebody that's going to be going into like a big company corporate office after this and is going to be a wellness manager in that setting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think in school I'm not exactly, it's not clicking as much. It's not as, um, it's not so much something I can integrate into what I want to do in the future as Mm -hmm. much as this other group I'm learning about how to run a business online and how to manage your time and money mindset and how to use the law of attraction more to make your dream life a reality and that which is just a lot more appealing <laughs> oh, yeah definitely one thing i i like that you said is that you talked about how you know you're very passionate about the stuff that you do which i think is really valuable because some people they tend to look at you know money and monetary value over the kind of spiritual value and like the long-term gratification versus just, you know, I'm going to be making a bunch of money so I can pay my bills and I don't have to worry about it. But instead you're living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, but you're enjoying yourself a lot more because I'm in the same boat. I mean, I'm scraping up money just to barely pay rent, but I feel like I have in some ways a little bit more fulfilling life than others because I put a lot more value and passion into the things that I do rather than just doing it because I know it's going to make money. 100%. Yeah. Coming out here, I was completely broke. Like (laughs) I had no job. I had no place to stay. I had no idea what I was doing. And I just had to like really make it work and figure it out and live with nothing for a while because that's sometimes just what you got to (laughs) do. Yeah, that's insane. That's something I've thought about before, definitely, is wanting to like move out. Because what I do is um, audio engineering, as far as what I want to do is studio work, work in recording studios and artists and that type of thing. And 
at least out in the Midwest and Minnesota, it's very kind of do it yourself. You got to build up your own equipment. You have to build up your own clients and that kind of thing. And at least out in larger metro areas, like maybe New York or Los Angeles, there's, there's companies that hire engineers and stuff like that. So I've definitely thought about moving away, but I just, I don't, it's kind of scary to tell you, like, think about it and kind of be like, all right, am I just going to be out there with nothing for who knows how long? And how long is that going to last? Yeah, it's definitely a big jump and you just got to believe in yourself. And for me, it was, I knew that in any situation I was going to have support from either family or friends Mm -hmm. and that I was not just going to give up. Like I was going to be working and I knew as long as I was working towards it, something was going to happen. Something was going to work out. Do you ever find uh, like there isn't that support? You know, how do you deal with those situations where, you know, maybe your friends or your boyfriend or your your family is saying, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. But in your mind, you're just like, I want to do this so bad. Yeah, I think you just have to follow what you want to do because nobody else is experiencing life how you are and they don't know your thoughts. They don't know what you're going through and what you've been through. And of course, my parents, my parents are actually supportive of me moving out here, which I didn't think they were going to be. Um, But in other in another sense, they were not supportive of me dropping out of school and taking a year off. And they were like, no, like, you should stay at it. You should keep going. And I was like, no, like, sorry, I, I'm not. <laughs> like, yeah. I, know I normally listen to you, but no, can't do it. And, like, with the uh, water machine, it is a huge investment. And my boyfriend was like, don't do it. Like, you're stupid. Why would you do that? And I was like, just wait. Like, it's worth it. And... So, yeah, I think you just have to listen to yourself and just do it anyways. I wanted to ask about that. So can you explain what that water machine is and kind of what it does? I've watched a little bit of your stories, but I sometimes I'll skip through them because sometimes I just don't have the time or, you know, when you're just looking at your phone and you just like flip through everything really quick. But Yeah, um, yeah, totally. Um, it's kind of complicated to learn in a quick little 10 second video or snap or whatever. Um so it is a ionization machine, which it takes tap water and sends electricity through it. And there's magnets that attract electron or um, pro- <laughs> proton. <laughs> um, and so it separates the water into different pHs and the top spout will send out whatever you select on the screen and the bottom spout is the rest of the water. So both of those numbers, pHs, will add up to 14, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, um, so it produces seven different types of water. Um, and actually, I'll go back to the process. In the process, it makes active um, hydrogen, which is a super strong a- antioxidant. And that's really like where the main health benefits come from. Um, And then the different pHs it produces allow for different properties. So like strong acid water is going to kill bacteria, viruses, fungi, um, all that stuff. A lot of different countries, they use them in hospitals and like medical settings to 
either treat burns or disinfect things. Um, and then like 11.5 pH is going to emulsify anything oil-based. So that's really good for like pesticides, herbicides, uh, drain cleaning, um, like oogon, like stickiness, stuff like that. Um, Does it taste the same? Like it tastes like water? It tastes better than normal water. <laughs> Everybody that tries it, they're like, mm, this is good water. I'm like, yeah, it is. So it, it does have a little filter in it, um, which also helps. It takes out and chlorine and obviously debris and dirt and a few other chemicals. What, uh, what pH level of water do you typically drink or what do you find most beneficial at least? Yeah, so there's... It produces four different drinking levels. The 7.0 is what you'd take if you have a medication or like baby formula. It's not going to um, affect anything or damage any en enzymes. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas the 9.5 or 8.5 to 9.5 is what I normally drink. I'll normally drink 9.0 just because it naturally runs a little higher when I tested it. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, that's what I drink. <laughs> that's crazy. Did, um, so does it just like sit in your sink, you know, and you just pour like your tap water into it or how does it kind of like, yeah, it's, um, it's attached by hoses. So there's an attachment that goes onto your tap and you can choose if you still just want normal tap water or if you want it to get directed into the machine and then, yeah, it goes through a hose into the machine, does its thing. Do you, uh, do you use this water, machined water, like pH water for uh, boiling stuff when you're making food too? Yeah. Yep. I use it like when I make tea or coffee, it actually offsets some of the acidity of coffee, which yeah. was really beneficial because my stomach didn't really like coffee before. <laughs> and That's... yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask too, what is kind of your biggest achievement over the past year of you uh, going through this whole lifestyle change and living out there and kind of, you know, doing your own thing. What's the, what's the biggest, you know, or most excited thing that you're proud of? Um, it probably would be moving out here. I had to push myself a lot. I reached out to some family I didn't know and ended up living with them for like three months. Um, I came out here, like I said, with not really a lot of money. So I was on care.com. I was looking on Craigslist. I was doing Postmates in the meantime while I couldn't find a job. Um, but also it, during that time, you know, taking almost two hour bus rides to job interviews and yeah, just doing whatever it took to make it happen. What was, yeah, what was the motivation going through all that? Like, what were you striving for when you're, you know, like in the dirt and you're sitting on a bus for two hours to go to an interview that you don't even know if you're going to get the job? Yeah, um, I think just mindset and like being positive. I don't know. You There's comes a point when like you can't listen to your excuses anymore and you just have to do it no matter what it takes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you, you have to be really driven. You got to want it, which is really cool because I've seen uh, it's 
Like you talk to, or I've talked to a few of my friends who they, they're very passionate about certain things, but they don't take any action towards it. And um, like, they're so, you know, invested in this idea of what they could do, but they don't want to actively pursue the idea, which is always interesting. Yeah, I, I started actually my blog, I think uh, almost two years ago when I went plant-based and I started out as Happy Tiny Living and I was going to buy a bus and transform it into a house and like share my experience with that and it didn't happen <laughs> it fell through and I was like well dang like <laughs> that didn't work yeah. and so I just had to try again and try something else refocused on a new passion that actually worked out so <laughs> yeah how have your overall goals changed since you moved out there I mean you know you're just talking about how some things don't work out and all that stuff. Has your has your overall goal mostly stayed the same or Um yes and but I think I've been like fluid in the experience allowing it to kind of pull me in different directions. Okay. Um so coming yeah, coming out here I just knew I wanted to pursue health and wellness in some way and I just kept my options open. Um the family I met out here, he's a chiropractor. For himself he has his own business so that was really helpful he helped me um meet a few different people and yeah i think just being open to whatever came <laughs> yeah uh what's that's really cool and i'm curious why uh i'm trying to figure out how i want to word this the idea that like you are now like, do you still want to do those other things that didn't follow through, like getting a bus or doing that tiny house thing or like, you know, tiny living? Do you still have those or is, are those just kind of like, you know, past ideas that didn't work out and now you're onto these? Um, no, I think they're still there to a certain extent. Um, I don't know if I'll do like a tiny house on wheels in any sense. Um, maybe just for like road trips and stuff, like if I did a month long road trip. I would probably do that and have it for future road trips. Um, and But w me and my boyfriend have talked about like building a tiny house or a container home and kind of going off of that. So it, it still definitely in affects what I do and is still there to a certain extent, but just... On the back burner. It's, yeah, just going towards what really is like driving or pulling me and like that I'm passionate about. And then uh, I also wanted to ask about, I know if you, I don't know if you still do this. Do you have that subscription where you get all those fresh veggies, you know, once a week or something? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Tell me about that. So it's called Imperfect Produce and their focus is to reduce food waste. Um, so they work with farmers and different grocery stores uh, in the area where they are. They're not in every city, but they're expanding slowly. Um, and they work with them for whatever, like farmers, I didn't know this. There's a lot of requirements for what grocery stores take that has to look a certain way. It has to be a certain size. It can't have damage of certain like scratches or like bug damage, different stuff like that. And so there's a lot of food that just goes to waste because farmers can't sell it to the grocery stores. So they kind of bridge that gap and are able to sell the food cheaper and it gets delivered, which is super convenient. Um, it definitely has 
lessen the amount I need to go to the grocery store because I can bulk up on all my like dry goods and then I just get the fruits and vegetables delivered to me and they actually are starting to have other stuff like milk and cheese and chicken eggs they have some other stuff they're expanding to so yeah it's really cool do you uh do you ever find yourself the part of the problem and this is actually probably a good conversation for you whenever i buy vegetables and uh fruits and stuff i'll eat most of it and then i'll have like one or two things left over and then they'll end up either spoiling or rotting and then i feel bad about it because i didn't eat it quick enough is there um how do you go about kind of dealing with those yeah i i mean it happens to everybody it will happen to me every now and then um and but i do try i used to do meal planning which is i probably should do again but just planning out meals throughout the week because then you're only buying what you're using or what you're going to use and then you don't have as much left over but i also just try to keep it in a place where i can see it because then i'll like see it every day like oh it's getting bad i need to eat that soon um and like some things like vegetables if they wilt then i'll throw them in a bag in the freezer and end up making broth out of it or something. Um, yeah, just finding ways to still use it. What's your uh, favorite meal to make currently? Mm, probably curry. We've been having a lot of fun with curries. Um, yeah, we made a really good pumpkin chicken curry. It had like coconut milk and cashews and zucchini. It was super good. <laughs> That sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, pumpkin curry. I've never heard of that or never tried that. Yeah, we tried it when we went to Portland. We did like a little day trip down to Portland and tried it there. And that's another thing I really like doing is when I go to restaurants, I try to think about what the, how they made it, what they used to make it. And then I try to recreate it at home, which is kind of like a fun little game. And then you get really good food at your house. <laughs> So talking, I want to continue on with food a little bit. What's the, uh, like, if you're giving advice to someone who wants to change their diet, you know, they want to even like lose weight or if they want to, you know, cut out some food group, what's kind of the best approach, you know, just don't buy it at the grocery store or do you focus on other food groups to make, you know, your week long meal plan with or. Um, I think a lot of people kind of like my own experience I made it a slow change and I made it something that was intentional and I paid attention to the stuff that was making me feel not good and so that was my main motivation of like I just want to feel good in my body so anything that didn't support that um, is really what I took out um, or just lessened a lot um, so I think just remembering why you're why you want to do it and then just, yeah, making a slow change don't and not being too hard on yourself because if you're like, oh, I'm going to be healthy and then you go eat like a whole bag of chips and you're like, dang, now I'm not healthy. <laughs> like yeah. you got to kind of just be like, it's okay. Like that's going to happen. And like you just have to next time kind of tell yourself like, okay, I'm going to be mindful of this. Last time I ate a whole bag of chips, this time maybe I should like just grab a little in a bowl and put the rest away so I don't eat the whole bag because that's going to make me feel not so good. <laughs> hey. um, so yeah, just, I mean, being real with yourself, you're not going to make a change instantly. And like, I still yo-yo 
on eating really good and like having some days or weeks that aren't so good and going to the gym for three months in a row and then taking a month off. So I think you always just got to not be hard on yourself and just remember why you do it in the first place to keep doing it. That's a really good point. I wanted to ask too, with talking about the gym, uh, do you find yourself, is it, do you try and balance between eating healthy and exercising? Is it, you know, kind of the, you want to do both like equally as much, or do you favor, you know, if I eat really good, then maybe I don't have to do as much exercising or do you try to still get the exercising in? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think both of them equally. I've noticed that when I pay attention to both and I'm staying consistent with both is when I feel the best. So just, um, yeah, I think, I don't know. That's kind of a hard question because I yo-yo so much. <laughs> I think it's kind of a constant thing. Yeah, that's cool. I saw you too. You do a little bit of rollerblading. Do you like, is that something you do or try to do a lot? Yeah, and that's another thing that helps keeping it consistent is being able to switch it up so you don't get bored with things. So, yeah, sometimes I'll go to the gym three times a week and then sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm sick of the gym and I try to then go rollerblading or like go on walks or when I take the bus to work, I have to walk like two miles. So that's a good activity stretch. And yeah, just finding other ways to be active. I think that's one thing people need to remember is that getting active doesn't have to be going to the gym. It doesn't have to be taking a workout class. You can be active walking your dog or like taking a trip to the grocery store and instead of driving your car, if it's close enough, walking. Um, or biking. Or biking, yes, exactly. Doing something. And that's like, it can be rollerblading, skateboarding, like go shoot some hoops outside somewhere, like it doesn't have to be a strict workout and routine and all that. Cool. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's really well said. Do you, uh, kind of wrapping up a little bit, what is, uh, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on or share with everyone or topics that we didn't cover? Um, I think we covered most of it. Just following your intuition, going after your dreams relentlessly is a big one. Just can't stop. Just got to keep going. Eventually, you'll get there. What if you don't have a dream? How do you find it? Um, Try different things. I grew up doing my parents' valued experiences a lot more than material things. So I was always either at camps or like going camping or a canoe trip or tennis camp or I was in dance, soccer. Like I've tried so many different things and I think that's what you have to do you you're not gonna know until you know like you gotta try different things like same thing with starting a business or doing anything you're not gonna know if it's gonna turn out good or if it's gonna work or what's gonna happen until you actually step out of your comfort zone and go into the fear and like do it (laughs) uh yeah that you gotta have that variety and step out and step out of the comfort zone and try something new yeah uh, so what do you think you'd be doing if you didn't decide to move out and, you know, follow your passion and, uh, like go after this idea and this lifestyle that you've always wanted, where do you think you'd be at? Um, I would probably be super stressed out and unhappy in nursing school. 
um, and a lot more debt, probably still living in Minnesota. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot more unhappy. <laughs> Okay. Some brutal honesty there. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then uh, one last quick question, because it's the Make Happiness podcast. So I always got to ask about happiness. What is uh, what does the word make happiness mean to you? And how, how would you define those two words? Um, hmm. I think it means listening to yourself and respecting yourself and loving yourself to do what feels good and not sit in situations that are not bringing you joy and not letting you live out your true purpose. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, awesome. I think that about wraps it up. Cool. Uh, Thank you so much. This is awesome. I've always... I listen to podcasts all the time, so it was fun to be on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier than you think. Yeah, I I know. You got me thinking about, hmm, maybe I should do something. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, thank you for coming on. It's been super fun. I was excited to uh, learn about all the nutrition stuff, and I definitely... I've been feeling bad about myself listening to you talk about us eating really good, so I feel like I should go make a salad or something. <laughs> well yeah thanks for having me yeah totally and uh thanks to everyone who's listening uh i wouldn't be where i am without you guys so you're much appreciated and always remember to make some happiness mm -hmm.